I'm Rob Kiljoy. I'm Lance Lude. And we are The, the Ugly Ducklings. And you're listening to The, the Wrestling Brothers. Brothers Podcast. It's Wrestling Brother. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Wrestling Brothers Podcast. Stay tuned for Wrestling Brother. Welcome into the Wrestling Brothers Podcast. My name is Will Selby here in Lexington, Kentucky. And it's a one-man pod tonight. I don't have a whole lot to get to tonight. We've got a special episode for you. I have an interview with the legendary George South. Uh, those of you who know who George South is, he's a wrestler from the 80s. Uh, he was on WWF, WCW, NWA, you name it. Uh, but before we get to all that, I want to remind you, follow us on Twitter, at Wrestling Brother. You can follow me at I am Will WV. You can follow Chris, the mayor of Greenbottom, West Virginia, at Wrestling Mayor. That's at Wrestling Mayor. And of course, you can also follow the friendly friend of a friend, Joshua Scruggs, the doctor of Juggonomics, at West Virginia 304 in Kiowa. That's WV 304 in Kiowa. So back inside now for episode 17. And I'm extremely excited uh, to roll out this interview. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about what was going on this week in WWE. Uh, we saw the reveal of Kurt Angle's son, Jason Jordan. And uh, I, I got to be honest with you, uh, breaking that down, unloading that a little bit. I, I, I really honestly thought it was going to be uh, Chad Gable uh, initially. Uh, I was a little surprised that it was Jason Jordan. I kind of knew it was one of the two, uh, just kind of what they had been doing, uh, kind of holding them back on television. And I had kind of heard that they were going to be doing a special angle with them. So um, no pun intended there. Um, but we see, of course, you know, Kurt Angle comes out for the big announcement that he says is going to ruin his family, um, which I'm, you know, still on the fence about. I don't really, you know, see how this would really hurt anything in his career, you know, I mean, Jason Jordan ended up just fine and he made it to the WWE. Obviously, we know it's a kayfabe story. So, you know, really, I'm I'm putting, you know, the, the carriage before the horse. Um, we really kind of have to see how this is going to roll out and uh, how this is going to play. And obviously, they, they are putting a lot of stock in Jason Jordan, uh, which is, you know, something that, you know, he's been graced with. He's been in WWE for a very long time, uh, a lot of that time spent in NXT. Uh, and he caught on strong with Chad Gable and uh, moved up really quickly. So it's really cool to see him get this chance. Uh, I'm not sure that the crowd really re- reciprocated uh, as in really accepting him. I think they're, he's really going to have to prove himself. Uh, chip on the shoulder type deal but uh, again we're seeing it live uh, this past Monday Night Raw of course Kurt Angle announcing Jason Jordan is his son um, I'll tell you that you know the the cool things about this is you know the stuff on Twitter that rolled out of course everyone's talking about the family guy thing that rolled out um, but again really really hope that they put this in a really good position to, to have a lot of fun with the storyline. Um, it's it, received. It's not been very good, you know, received very well. I think people are still in the dark. They kind of are the, on the same page I am. They want to see what happens. Uh, but we'll kind of go from there and see. But uh, as it goes with Monday Night Raw, of course, we saw quite a bit happen, uh, including 
the return of Braun Strowman, uh, who interrupted the main event of Raw with Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. Um, still in the dark on where we are with that match for SummerSlam. I anticipate they will go four-way. If they don't, um, I would like to see uh, Strowman get that get the nod. Um, I, I don't think it's going to go that way. I think it's leaning more towards a four-way match for the championship, which is cool. I'm okay with that. Um, and it looks like we're going to get it for the women's side as well. Um, at least on, I believe, on the Raw side. Um, but again, with SmackDown Live, of course, you still have Naomi with the belt in play and the Mrs. Money in the Bank, Carmella, which we saw a little bit of her on, on this week's show. And, and, and I'm jumping around a little bit because, you know, there's a lot to get to this week. We saw a lot of cool stuff happening on WWE television this week. Of course, coming up this week as well, we've got the second episode of the Mayor's Council uh, covering NXT this week. And uh, if you did not catch this week's episode, I'm not going to spoil it for you here because you can get read it online anyway. It's a tape show. Um, but getting to that, uh, jumping around with Raw and SmackDown and everything that's happened this week, um, we saw for next week we're getting a three-on-two match uh, between Dean and Seth versus the Miztourage. So that will be interesting. I kind of thought that was where they were going to go um, for SummerSlam, so maybe, you know, maybe we're going to get uh, Dean, possibly Dean, Seth, and Miz for the Intercontinental title, which would be really cool for SummerSlam. Pretty cool match to keep Seth and Dean, of course, involved. And, you know, we saw the remnants of that this week um, where Seth actually apologized. Um, kind of hard to watch, and, and it seemed very genuine. Uh, that's the way it came across on television. And, uh, of course, the cool thing about that for me is, you know, I was actually in the building in Indianapolis uh, back in June of 2014 and actually saw uh, that actual breakup. So it's cool to kind of see, you know, Seth really kind of stepping up. But, of course, you know, Dean, the trust is gone there. Uh, I don't think he'll ever regain that. But, nonetheless, <clears throat> next week's match should be fun uh, to see the Miztourage in action. Uh, and see where it goes if it leads to another match, uh, which I hope they don't do too uh, and put this as SummerSlam anyway. But I feel like this, the Intercontinental title has to be on the line at SummerSlam. And, and I don't see Dean falling out of the picture now that Seth is involved in the way that they have rolled their storyline out as a mini kind of S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion. So speaking of mini S.H.I.E.L.D. reunions, uh, over the weekend I got to see them live and in person at WWE Lexington uh, when they took on... Uh, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel at the house show here in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, really, really cool show, of course, uh, headlined uh, with John Cena running with the Raw crew against Bray Wyatt. Um, really, really fun night. Um, the only thing I will say, and, and I kind of tweeted about it on Twitter and, and talked about it online, the women's match uh, at the house show was not very good. And uh, it's kind of really boring. It was a tag team match, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax taking on Dana Brooke. Um, and, and the name is leaving me now, uh, Dana Brooke, as well as I can't even remember. So it must not have been that important. Um, nonetheless, again, WWE Lexington, a lot of fun. If you get a chance to come out to the house shows, uh, definitely do that. Um, this is my second one this year um, on top of all the WrestleMania stuff, of course. But um, WWE Lexington is coming. Uh, they're coming back to Lexington in November for SmackDown Live. So, of course, we'll be there. We'll cover that. I'm excited about that. Maybe get some of the brothers down to do that uh, for SmackDown Live in Rupp Arena. That's going to be November the 28th, Tuesday, of course. 
and I'm excited to see what will happen with that right after Thanksgiving. Um, it's usually kind of a slow time for WWE, but it'll be fun uh, nonetheless to have a uh, live show in Lexington here to go to and to cover for you guys on the Wrestling Brothers podcast. So back inside, of course, with the happenings of WWE and where we are going next, it seems like um, with SmackDown Live really playing up for Battleground, you know, we'll get into a little bit of preview of that. Uh, things that are going on. Of course, you've got John Cena uh, coming back to take on Rusev in a flag match, and we saw a little bit of that this week on SmackDown, rolling that out. But before we get into SmackDown and, and the kind of the topics that go into SmackDown, I, it's kind of really hard for me not to mention, you know, as far as how things have been going storyline-wise, it's kind of crazy to see all the things developing on Raw now. You know, Raw used to be a show that was very slow developing, and I feel like they have a lot of really cool stuff uh, on the horizon for them, especially with the Jordan stuff, especially with the Brock and the Universal title stuff, uh, the Intercontinental belt stuff. So they have a lot going for them. And on the other hand, you know, you have SmackDown, uh, who normally is pretty good product-wise. So um, not to say that SmackDown is in kind of a rut, but I think WWE Raw or Raw, Monday Night Raw, has caught up. Uh, with SmackDown as it goes with the writing and the storyline-wise. So, you know, if you feel the same way, of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter. Of course, our Wrestling Brothers podcast, at Wrestling Brother. Uh, talk to us there about anything that, you know, you're excited about. You know, don't be shy. Hit the reply, as the doctor of Juggernomics would say. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at WV304 in Kiowa. Uh, but, of course, all roads lead to at Rasslin' Brother on Twitter. And of course, you can follow us on, on there and subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. We certainly appreciate that. It helps us with the good old algorithm to get you guys more episodes and more content. So we're excited to do that. Uh, but of course, I would be reminiscent to not mention the mayor of, of Greenbottom, West Virginia. Again, his new Wrestling Brothers Twitter handle, at Rasslin' Mayor. Uh, so follow the Christopher the mayor of Greenbottom, West Virginia, Christopher Scruggs there, at Rasslin Mayor. So, we've talked about a lot of things. We want to get into the Battleground preview before we go into, of course, uh, the George South interview. Uh, of course, I got from Miracle on the Mountain 7 back in June. Um, so, the big news uh, as it goes with Battleground, of course, the Punjabi prison match. Uh, between Randy Orton and the WWE Heavyweight Champion Jinder Mahal. Um, saw a really good promo this week. They brought the prison in. They put it on television. They showed how you know what it's going to look like. They gave fans a little brief sneak preview. Um, the Singh brothers open up SmackDown this week, introduce our champion, uh, Jinder Mahal, as he comes to the ring, cuts a really good promo, uh, kind of half-horse, maybe sounding like I am, maybe. Um, and then we get... Orton coming to the ring, he climbs the Punjabi prison into the match, uh, and then, you know, wages war against the Singh brothers and, and Jinder Mahal. But this is going to be a fun match. I really, you know, I really don't see any other option but to let Jinder retain here. Um, you know, we all kind of knew Jinder's run was going to be a long one. I, I don't anticipate Randy winning the belt back here. And uh, uh, I really think this is going to be a fun match. I think they're going to make it fun and maybe do some different things that – you know, in the past, I really hope they take the time to study um, as it goes with uh, the last two matches and how to make it better. So 
Um, also on the card, Battleground, we've got John Cena, of course, as we mentioned, with Rusev in a flag match. Uh, of course, you got to go with the home turf there with Cena. Tag team titles are on the line with the Usos taking on the New Day. Um, not really sure where this is going to go. I see this feud kind of going into SummerSlam as well. Um, maybe ending in more schmas here uh, to go with a no disqualification or some kind of stipulation going into SummerSlam where the Usos have to put up or shut up kind of thing. Um, so I see this going schmas. Styles and the new face of America, Kevin Owens. Of course, Styles won the belt at the MSG House Show uh, a couple of weeks ago and has been on a tear here recently, uh, recently this week in a tag match. Of course, that started with Baron Corbin attacking Shinsuke Nakamura in the main event in the ramp, uh, which caused a semi-brawl to start the show and then, or to start the main event. Uh, they finally got in the ring, got it rolling, and uh, of course, um, would finish up with Styles and uh, Nakamura getting the win. Um, nonetheless, I'm excited to see this match again. Uh, Styles and Owens, every time they get in the ring, they are really, really good together, and I think that their chemistry is is very, very palpable as it goes with uh, how well they've worked together, and, and it almost feels like they've worked together forever. Um, so excited about that. Um, seems like we're going to get an ending to the Fandango uh, and Tyler Breeze, the Fashion Police. Uh, seems like we're going to get an answer for that. Um, also, it looks like we're going to get Ty Dillinger and Aiden English. I imagine that will be the pre-show. Um, and then the five-way elimination match um, to see who is going to face the SmackDown Live Women's Champion Naomi with her cool little glow belt uh, at SummerSlam. Um, so Battleground, of course, stacking up to be a really fun card. Um, Oh, and before I forget, I, how can I forget this? We have yet to mention him on this podcast. And, guys, I apologize. He's been on television now for two or three weeks, and we have not mentioned his name um, or his wife. I'm talking about Maria and Mike Canellis. Of course, you, uh, you guys know them on the indie scene as Maria uh, Canellis and Mike Bennett. Uh, of course, the gimmick here, and, and we talked a little bit about it. I can't remember if we've talked a little bit about it before, but I'm really excited about this really, really cool thing that they've got going with SmackDown. Um, of course, they're taking on Sami Zayn at Battleground. Uh, we saw that kind of develop over the last few weeks, um, you know, with uh, – Canellis, Mike Canellis breaking the glass over Sami Zayn's back a couple of weeks ago with the flowers and uh, just the odd interactions that they've had on SmackDown the last couple of weeks. So, again, Maria Canellis, if you don't remember, she was she was with WWE a couple of years, well, a few, few years ago. Um, she has now returned uh, to be called the first lady of SmackDown. And her husband, Mike Bennett, in the independent scene, of course, now going by Mike Canellis, taking her name. Um, they're playing up a very much a a love-struck uh, Mike Canellis over Maria kind of gimmick. And um, it works really well. You know, they, they have a very uh, catchy theme song that's really caught on on iTunes. And um, I think, you know, they came out at the last pay-per-view, and we didn't even mention it. And uh, I do apologize. Um and we have not mentioned them since. So really want to get that out there. This past week on SmackDown, we kind of saw the, the what well, we did. We saw the in-ring debut of Mike Kanellis, and I'm very excited, man. I mean, he, he's very, very good in the ring. Obviously, they would not have just brought him straight up if he was not. Uh, he is very much ready in the ring, very much agile, very much 
a good match for Sammy. So I really hope they don't shoot this to the pre-show. It seems like Dillinger English will be on the pre-show. I hope this makes the main card. I hope this opens the show. Uh, this could be a good opener. Um, so that's your battleground uh, review. Um, and again, I just want to emphasize uh, this is a very kind of shorter show this week. I do appreciate you guys tuning in for us for episode 17 of the Wrestling Brothers podcast. Uh, of course, next week and and as, as well going forward with the Mayor's Council, the NXT show. Um, of course, we started last week with the Mayor of Greenbottom, West Virginia, Christopher Scruggs. That will be back this week. And um, But following me here now, uh, I do want to remind you, we have the wonderful interview with the amazing George South. And uh, we talk about a lot of stuff on here. Um, I will tell you that I got this interview in the back. Um, they were doing a wrestling seminar, so you're going to hear some people taking bumps in the ring. Um, but I, I just want to thank... Um, George South, you know, George is, is an amazing guy. I uh, met him in Bluefield, uh, of course, at WVCW event uh, back in June. And, um, you know, he's a really, really, really great guy. Christian, uh, really big Christian, and uh, which is really cool in my book. Um, he talks about it, you know, in, in the interview, but he's got a book out, you know, the a biography out now. Um, you know, George was around during the the 80s heyday uh, of WWF and WCW and Jim Crockett promotions and NWA and and just South Southern wrestling. He was a part of the good old boys then. And uh, you'll hear him talk a little bit about that. He's also a big trainer uh, in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. He has a lot to do with training wrestlers uh, and a couple wrestling schools he talks about as well. Couple people you'll know about uh, Cedric Alexander, of course, uh, one of George South's trainees down in uh, Charlotte, um, coming out of his school, is now, of course, on 205 Live and uh, got his start, of course, in the Cruiserweight Classic, where the fans begged Triple H to sign him, which, of course, you saw as Triple H came out, gave him a big hug, rolled him in, and then signed him up in that cool contract. So it was a really cool moment. Um, but again, another one of his students that's getting ready to get a lot of play, and uh, which was just recently shot this week, the May Young Classic. And um, one of George's students, Tessa Blanchard, which he mentions in the interview, uh, of course, the daughter of Tully Blanchard, uh, famed four horsemen and legend in the ring. Um, you'll hear him talk a little bit about that. So further, no further ado here, uh, let me introduce... Uh, my interview with the legend, George South. Welcome in, everyone. My name is Will Selby here for the Wrestling Brothers Podcast. We have a legend among us here. Uh, his name is George South. George, how's it going, brother? Good. Well, thank you, my brother. I'm so uh, tickled to death to be here, buddy. Absolutely. We're going to mountain. We're going to do it again. We are currently here in uh, Bluefield, West Virginia at the Parks and Rec Center here at Miracle on the Mountain 7 for WVCW's big event tonight. So, George, you spent a lot of time early on in your career bouncing back and forth from uh, the big New York, WWF, yeah. and, uh, and WCW. Um, any fun stories uh, early on with those with those dates? Oh, yeah, you know, a bunch of them. You know, I just had uh, wrote my life story, uh, Will, a couple years ago, and just kind of covered all the territories and, awesome. you know, Smoky Mountain Wrestling and NWA and, of course, uh, just been able to go all over the country and, and see a lot of guys and just 
what was so amazing about all that time is, uh, you know, Vince McMahon didn't like Jim Crockett too much, but right. but all the boys loved each other. You know, there'd be many times that uh, we'd almost run some of the same towns, like, right. you know, several times, like WWF would run Baltimore, and we'd be down the street with NWA, same night. Both, wow. both, both towns would sell out. Uh, of course, at the end of the night, we just all went out to eat together. Yeah. You know, of course, uh, so so the boys were always, you know, together and, and stuck by each other. And it's just some amazing guys getting to be around, uh, you know, Andre the Giant, you know, a lot of guys wow. like that. Just my biggest regret of anything is just never getting a picture with Andre. Right. You, know, you, you see a giant every day and, yeah. and it ain't like too special. You know, you think I'll just do it. So you, you were technically, back then they used it as technically as handsman talent. Um, and, and, you know, I hate that term, but, you know, it's come more full circle this year oh, yeah. with guys like James Ellsworth, man. Oh, yeah. like. Do you know James personally? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, even during my time, when I first started, the underneath guys were uh, a lot better than some of the top guys many, right. many times. And, uh, I mean, there were many times I went out there and basically had to, like, you know, tie the shoes of whoever I was with. I mean, they just didn't have a clue, even right. though they were, you know, just because you're in that main event don't mean you know what the heck you're doing. So yeah. a lot of those underneath guys I'm glad to see getting a lot of the, you know, credit they deserve. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's become more, you know, now that they have so much content they have to fill. Oh, you know, yeah. They have to bring those types of talent in. Uh, with that being said, though, you know, you're regarded as one of Ric Flair's best friends, especially journeyman, as he yeah. calls you. Uh, you got some cool stories with Rick? Yeah, he's recently? the best. I mean, I was just telling the guy today coming up here is, you know, Rick is like our, my connection to the way the wrestling, you know, what I grew up with. I'm childhood right, yeah. and uh, I hope he continues to do it forever I think he can still go out there today and uh, you know have the best match on the card I still I, I mean I don't watch it much but if I hear he's gonna do an interview or make an appearance uh, but he was just to this day still the coolest uh, guy in the world I mean I'm I'm remembered more at you know we wrestled a bunch but our my favorite one was the big 30-minute match on TBS and that was like 30 years ago and wrestling fans still remember that, you know, still come up to me at the matches and they say, man, we thought you was going to win, you know. So it's amazing that the wrestling fans still remember that match 30 right. years ago. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so you, you were in the ring, speak, speaking of back, you know, back in those days, you were in the ring with a guy at a show called Wrestling Night of Legends by the name of Brad Armstrong. He's yeah. one of my, probably one of my old school guys, like, you know, WCW days. I remember him running this building. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially in the armory as well. You had one of your better matches that I've been able to find uh, with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, what kind of cool stuff can you tell us about he, Brad? He was the best ever. I mean, I'm always asked, you know, who was the best ever? And I don't even hesitate. I mean, Brad was just the most amazing guy. It didn't matter. Even you remember that time in WCW when they just gave him all these different gimmicks? It was almost like a he was joke. Like a, yeah. But he every took every one of them and kept his mouth shut and got. Listen, when you can take a Racta Man, which was a, a version of Spider Man, and make it so real that like Marvel Comics <laughs> sends you a deceased letter. That just shows what That's kind awesome. of a talent you know Brad was. Well, he and he was a master of the mullet as well. He had that oh, thing going oh, early he, on. He, he was just so <laughs> smooth. No matter if you put him in there with you know uh, Bobby Eaton or anybody, he was just smooth. Well, you, so. you hit it on the head there, smooth. I think he really was, and he was very the finesse is the yeah. word that comes to mind when I think of Brad Armstrong and one of the more regarded guys there. But well, you uh, know, sometimes I was in a ring with him, Will, and I I would be the one wrestling but I would forget sometimes just how beautiful he, his movements were and I'd actually say oh I'd have to be reminded you know you're the one fixing to get drop kicked George right. you know? I mean, wait a minute so 
Yeah, just amazing guy. So you uh, you and I were in the same place a couple of months ago down in Orlando. Uh, yeah. Spent some time in uh, for WrestleMania weekend. How long were you there? We were there for four days. We did the whole WrestleCon thing, and of course, uh, my, the guys with me they went on to WrestleMania, but I just stayed back. I said, oh, I've had enough. Yeah. I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, just it, it was my first experience doing the whole WrestleMania yeah. thing, and uh, there was just so much. And, and you know, I really fell in love again with wrestling, especially yeah. independent wrestling. Yeah, I got to go to so many shows. I was actually in the house for the WrestleCon show with oh, the, wow. uh, the, where Swaga won. Yeah. And, uh, I was in the house for a lot of matches that weekend. Uh, you know, Joey Janela, I was there for that, the yeah. Evolve shows. Uh, so I spent a lot of time outside of WWE and I found that, you know, I really fell in love with it just as much. Yeah, there was just as much going on. Forget WrestleMania. I mean, yeah. by the time you get to WrestleMania, you're tired. I mean, because there's so much going on. Well, and that was an eight-hour day. I mean, that, I know. I mean, that was a long day. Well, it's uh, funny. When we first got there, we stopped to eat. And, it, and it's like there's like two waitresses, you know, waiting. And everybody's behind waiting on their food. And I'm thinking, do they realize that WrestleMania? I mean, there's fixing to be 100,000 people in this town. Yeah, I think you need more than two, two waitresses. The roads did not hold the uh mm -mm, the traffic no. was terrible yeah, uh, yeah that was one i thing. mean we got we were like right downtown and we just a couple of my guys said, let's just walk up here to like the gas station you know and get a mountain dew or something and i'm thinking yeah you it sounds easy yeah and it took like a full day it's I mean, crazy just, you know and when we went in um i had a rental car and i dropped it off the night before uh we flew out on tuesday because i didn't get to stay for smackdown uh but when we were going to raw i just had to take the car to the executive airport which mm -hmm. is just like you know 20 minutes from downtown it took me an hour and a half wow. to get the car there and then we got back i got back just in time i got to the arena about 7 25 so My i got goodness. there just in time to catch yeah. the early dark match yeah you really wonder do y'all really know what's fixing to take place here yeah, i think we I mean, did but i i four was just a parking lot wow. and uh it was terrible but the cool thing about it like i said i went to a lot of cool indie shows and especially the show you know with your all's was stacked car yeah with Ryback and some yeah. of the guys like Keith Lee and those guys that were that were there it was incredible I, you know I really enjoyed it and um, so with that being said do you, do you help train anywhere I mean are oh you, yeah I, you know I got a wrestling school in Charlotte I actually got two wrestling schools I got one in Charlotte one in Winston-Salem I've been training for about 15 years uh, Cedric Alexander who's real big in NXT now awesome. he's one of my yeah, students absolutely. of course Tessa Blanchard mm -hmm. I was able to train Tessa and she's doing so I'm so proud of her she just got back from Japan She's so out she, west. Is she out west uh, right Well, now? she lives in Florida, and she goes everywhere. Uh, like I said, she was in Japan for like five weeks. Yeah. So just so exciting to have, uh, you know, some of the, the, the dads that I wrestled with bring their children to me. It's incredible. Know, train Ricky Steamboat's son, and so he's, he's doing Ricky. good. Ricky? Yeah. Oh, phenomenal. So a lot of those kids, uh, I was able to just, you know, train them a wow. little bit. So, so real good. So shout out to those two schools. Two schools in Charlotte. That's incredible. Yep. So speaking of Charlotte area, Jim Crockett Promotions, we talked about it earlier. Yeah. Um, what kind of fun stuff, I mean, you know, kind of fun stories. Well, you know, it, Jim it was the greatest time of my life because I grew up in that area, you know, going to the matches as a child and then to be able to work for Jim Crockett, you know, later on. And uh, it's just amazing. He uh, really was, that was the hotbed of professional wrestling. Yeah, uh, you know, with the Crockett Promotions, and now it's just kind of sad that, that it's all gone. You know. Well, and I think you know promotions like you know like this, like PWX, like those types of things. I think they're bringing that back. Anything. So um, anything. One one thing that I really had a lot of fun doing some research on you, George. You know, you're a classic wrestling heel, yeah. and I love that. Uh, but the biggest thing I like about you is that you're a born again Christian. Amen. And yes. um, and you know. We, I grew up in a, in a Christian family household, yeah. and uh, and I think that's just admirable, especially in the days of independent wrestling. And uh, you know, independent wrestling itself has exploded yeah, over the last sure year or so. And uh, you know, like matches and shows like tonight are just you know, 
I consider them all on the same playing field. Yeah, I mean, me too. you know, especially with you know promotions like NXT yeah. where they started from the ground up That's right. and have made it interesting enough for yeah. guys to come in and make it happen. You know, NXT is probably better than WWF or E sometimes. Absolutely, products of some of the guys, and it's almost like even like with the independents when you're really trying to like prove yourself. Uh, it's almost like I tell Tessa and a lot of my students that, uh, you know, the journey is the fun part. Everybody thinks it's like the destination, uh, but it's not. It really right. is the journey and, and, and just striving to get somebody to recognize you and, and, and just getting your name out there. But, yeah, uh, you know, the Lord, I accepted the Lord when I was 13, and uh, I knew I always wanted to be a wrestler, but I thought, Lord, how neat would it be if I could still be a professional wrestler and just do something for you, you know? Sure. And I've just been able to, just amazing maiden stories of lead a lot of the wrestlers to the Lord over the years. And uh, like even tonight, I, years ago, I spoke at a comic book convention and they did a little comic book about me and my, my relationship with the Lord. So I'm able to pass out a lot of comic book, uh, you know, my little tracks and just, uh, just to get people to see that God loves them no matter what. Ain't nobody messed up more than me, Well, I'm gonna tell you that, but just that amazing grace of, you know, what Jesus did for you. And, and that's what I, that's, I, I feel like that's what I'm doing. I've always felt like that's what I wanted to do in wrestling, but now just to go to these towns like Bluefield and uh, it ain't about this match tonight. It ain't about getting paid. It ain't about selling a book, but it's about hopefully I can share Jesus with one person here. That's and, and that's what I want to continue to do it forever. It's just, you know, you're a different town every night, you know, different crowd, uh, uh, different people. So just what a mission field. You know, just Absolutely. just doing what you normally do. So. Absolutely. Well, George, I appreciate your time. Thank you, uh, my buddy. And uh, where can we find you on Twitter, man? Uh, uh, please, well, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm very old, old old, school. My kids said, you know, get with the times. But I got a website. I know most people okay. laugh at that. I got, of course, Facebook. I'm all, sure. I'm, all, I'm all over that. Of course, they can just go to georgesouth.com. They can old-fashioned email me. And I'm always checking it, get back in touch with them. But my kids laugh at me because I don't do the, like the tweeters. I don't do, uh, I, I, my kids laugh because I just now got used to like, not Facebook, but the one before it, uh, right. MySpace, okay? Right. <laughs> I, just, you know, I just now got on MySpace, and then they changed it all. Right. So, but now, nah, georgesouth.com, okay. just real simple. They can find me and chase me down, and I just love to you know, talk to the fans about the way it used to be. Absolutely. So, so tonight we're here in Bluefield for Miracle on Mountain 7. George, it's been a pleasure. God bless you, my friend. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Good all right, we'll to talk you. to you soon. Thanks again, of course, to the legend, George South. Uh, for giving us some time for that interview uh, back in June. Uh, thanks again for listening. Of course, this is episode 17. Of course, stay tuned this week for the new episode two of the Mayor's Council with the Mayor of Greenbottom, West Virginia, Christopher Scruggs. Join us next week for episode 18. We're going to be covering Battleground. We're going to be covering the events, the fallout from the news from Jason Jordan, Kurt Angle, and much more. Uh, but once again, we want to thank you for listening. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Rasslin Brother. You can follow me at I am Will WV. You can follow Christopher at Rasslin Mayor. Joshua is at WV304 in Kiowa. But of course, I'll remind you one more time all roads lead to at Rasslin Brother. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review and send us some good vibes. We appreciate your listening. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more wrestling, brother.